Well, we have, again, the great privilege of uh, Prophet Bob Hawk, who's going to speak tonight. I've known Bob since 1992. Wow. And if you don't mind mind me saying this, with all sincerity of heart, Bob Hawk is one of the most gracious, loving men who really walks the walk and talks talks the talk, but walks the walk. He is the same wherever he goes. You never have to wonder about Bob Hawk. He is transparent. He is Bob Hawk in the spirit, outside of the spirit, in the garden, cleaning the house. Yeah, you're the real deal. And let's, let's thank the Father for the gift of God in Bob Hawk. Let's just stand up just for a minute and give the one praise and honor and glory to who it all belongs to. Because of Him, you and I get to live and move and have our being. Because of Him, you and I had the privilege to come out of darkness into light. Because of Him, we get to love because we couldn't love before Him. We couldn't love before He shed that great love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit when we allowed Him to be our Lord. I trust that each and every one of you have accepted Him. The Bible says that as many as received Him to them, they became the sons or the children of God. And you and I all know, I'm certain you know, but if you don't know, maybe there's just one in here this, this afternoon or this evening that uh, maybe you've never asked Him to be Lord. Maybe you've never in your heart of hearts believed that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Maybe you've never thought about that. And I, I want to give you opportunity before we go on because the message that the Lord gave me is for believers. And I don't want you to waste your time and I certainly, that's not my, my privilege or my joy in life is to waste people's time. I want to make certain we all know Him. So if there's anyone in here that has never made Jesus the Lord of their life, I, I would like to take you into a prayer. It's a very simple prayer. I wished, I wished I had made it when I was small like this guy here. I had to wait and go through some things, I guess, and... So I was like 28 before I had a near-death experience, and I don't want anybody to have to go through that. How about you? Say this with me, all of you just together. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm a believer. I believe that God my Father raised Jesus Christ, my Lord, from the dead. For with my heart, I believe unto righteousness. And with my mouth, I make confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe I'm born again. I believe I'm totally forgiven, totally accepted, and that I'm a child of God. Now just thank Him for your new birth. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So if there's just even one person in here that has never prayed that prayer or made that confession or received Him, I, I would like you to let someone else know that today. Before you, before you leave church today, it's very important that we acknowledge that with, with another human being. So if you've never done that, please, please do that. Don't, don't slip out of, of church tonight without saying, you know what, I never prayed that until tonight. And I believe I'm born again. I believe I'm saved. I believe I'm a child of God. I believe I'm totally forgiven and accepted into the kingdom of God. I, I guarantee you it's the greatest thing that any one of us could ever do. Can you say amen to that? Amen. 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 Well, it's a joy to be with you this evening. I, I was not aware that I would be until just recently. Uh, anyhow, if you would like to uh, just be seated and we're going to jump into it. That'll be okay? Yeah. Right. The Lord has laid some, some things in my heart for the body of Christ. And a lot of times when I minister, sometimes it probably comes out very fast and I can't help myself. But tonight, I want to take some time because I felt the Lord wanted to do some tweaking, you understand, adjusting within us, within our mindset, within the way we see, the way we think, the way we speak, the, and the way we do. I believe that you and I have an opportunity in the season that we're in, and I, I do believe that we're a last day's generation. You know, if, if, if nothing else, these are my last days. You understand what I'm saying? I believe that, you know, that there's people in this room that are going to see that sky crack. They're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ appear. They're going to hear the sound of that trumpet. Lord. See, I, I do believe that. I absolutely live my life anymore that it could happen. I, I'm not wanting it to happen right now because I still have some unsaved loved ones. How about you? There's some people that I want to see come out of the darkness into the light before that happens. But I do know that we're closer than any generation and any, any, anyone else that has ever been on this planet that we are chosen. Can you say, aren't you glad you're chosen? Do you believe that He saves the, the best till last? That's the way He does it. So when I'm looking at you, I'm looking at the cream of the crop. Do you understand that terminology? I'm looking at the, the men and women of God that he said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against them. See, I'm looking at the sons and daughters of God that have the anointing of God, that have the call of God upon their life, that have, that have the divine inspiration of the Almighty who has breathed upon them for such a time as this. See, you were born for this season. So therefore, when I can say that, I can say that you have the grace that you need to run your race, to hit the mark of the call, of the high calling that is upon each one of your lives. And I want you to understand something. There is a precious, precious, precious high calling on each life in this house. There's no exemption. There's no, there isn't like, well, I'm just second rate. You are not. You're a son and daughter of the Most High God. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. 
my brother and sister, you are more than a conqueror. Do you you understand me? There's a a greater one who lives in the inside of you and understand that he's greater than any devil (laughs) in this world. Can you shout amen to that? So I want to encourage you to understand your identity in Christ. And I know you're under great teaching and great teachers, great pastoral uh, care. I know that this is one of the greatest churches on the planet. Boy, that's lame. I, I'm like, wow. Nobody's told you that yet, huh? I'm here. Okay, I come from northwestern Pennsylvania. I flew in, all right? I didn't, not on a bird, in a car, all right? And when I came here, I'm like, wow, I'm going to one of the best churches on the planet. How about, I mean, isn't that exciting? Amen. So when I say that, I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about this building. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the, the structure. I'm talking about the church, the ecclesia of you. You are, my friend, the temple of the Holy Spirit who has divine ability to walk with the Master Himself has the ability to be and understand that He's your shepherd, you're His sheep, you hear His voice, and the voice of a stranger you do not have to listen to. Can you say amen to that? Well, I want to help you because I love you, and I want to see everything that God has for you individually as well as corporately for a body come to pass. Say, this too shall come to pass. In other words, I want it to be said, well done, my good and faithful one, upon each one of our lives when it's all said and done. How about you? So if that's our aim, then sometimes we have to make adjustments. I know that this lovely couple here that are are pastors of another one of the greatest churches on the whole planet, all right, amen. So I know that, you know, maybe they don't need to make adjustments, but I do, all right? So I'll just assume that maybe you guys can identify with me, all right? But when, you know, when you look at perfection, it's, it's tough, all right? So what I want you to understand is I believe there's little adjustments in every one of our lives, and I, I, hate, to, I hate to say this, but I suppose it happens to people in Colorado too, but that as you yield to the Holy Spirit, as He gives you insight, as He pours revelation, as He increases your ability to understand what, what I believe is the inspired Word of God, the, the live, the active Word of God, which is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, that this Word has the ability to cut, to separate what I believe is spirit, soul, and then our, our physical beings. Understanding the entrance of that Word of the Lord in your life and my life have the ability to separate so we can understand, uh, understand mentally so that we can make the adjustments to connect spiritually to what the God the Holy Spirit is trying to do and accomplish in you and through you. See, you were born for greatness. Does that make sense? 
So the entrance of His Word brings you light, illumination. It quickens your understanding. The great Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher I'm ever aware of. And He wants to teach you all things. And He also wants to bring to your remembrance, in case you're one of those people that says, well, I forgot that. Well, thank God for the Holy Ghost. He'll bring that up to you. Can you say amen? You're going to find that in John 6 or 14, 26. But see, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, Ghost, whom the Father sent to you and me, understand the Holy, the Holy Spirit, the great teacher, the great comforter, the great strengthener, the great standby, as He comes and He will teach you and bring to your remembrance whatsoever God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has said to you. But if you don't take the time at His feet, can you say amen? At His feet, and understand, your top priority is your time with Him. I said your top priority in this season of life, in this season that we're in as the church, is, is absolutely, I've got to know Him deeper, more intimately than I ever have before. And I've been walking with Him quite a while. But I want you to understand, I believe I'm still in process because why? There's so much more to be unfolded to me. As well as, I can say that for every one of us here, that I know there's a great theologian over here, but I can guarantee you that he's a humble young man and he will tell you he doesn't know everything yet. He's in process, all right, but he's not there yet, all right? I'm talking about Zachary. I want you to know he has got one of the greatest, greatest theological minds of anyone I ever knew. I mean that with all my heart. I've known him since a young, young pup. I'm just going to pick on you because I love you. Him and my wife's birthday are the same day, so I get to pick on him, all right? Because she's not here tonight. But what I'm saying is, you know, God gives gifts to men and women. <laughs> all right, please, no rocks. Mankind. And why, what's He do? He puts an anointing upon them. He places gifts within them. And those gifts and callings of God are without repentance. In other words, you can't get away from it, so might as well just give it up and give it in and let Him do what He needs to do in you so that you can get the job done according to the gift, the call, the anointing, and the processes of the Holy Spirit within you. Because every one of you, I'm just picking on Zachary, but I want you to know that you're all included in this, because why? Your anointing might not be that of a theologian, that of a maybe a ministry gift, but I guarantee you, you're called and anointed to be an ambassador to the Lord Jesus Christ. I can guarantee you that you, you and I are called to populate heaven and plunder heaven every one of us every one of us have the ability to tap into what I believe is an evangelistical anointing and lead people to Jesus Christ in this day and this hour if you know John 3:16, you can do this can you say amen in other words you don't have to know everything from Genesis to Revelations but I guarantee you those nuggets that you do know somebody might not know them but if you never release those things and share the good news of Jesus Christ nobody's going to hear it because how can they hear without a preacher well I'm here to tell you there's preachers 
all through this house. People that can proclaim, declare, decree the goodness of God in the land of the living. In other words, people that have been anointed for this day and this hour to minister by the Spirit to the lives of people that are in despair, that have been rejected, that have been hurt, that have been mistreated, that have been basically thrown out. Understand, this is time to reap a harvest. Can you say amen to that? So, I want to tweak, because if I was a mechanic, I'm not. Boy, that's a far stretch, too. If I was, and I knew my, my vehicle wasn't running to maximum performance, I would want to make the adjustment so that, why? Because gas is like $5 a gallon. I'd like to get the best out of the gallon. How about you? So, in other words, if there was a, an adjustment I could make to fine-tune that to get maximum you know, miles per gallon, then I would certainly do it. How about you? So, understand that there's, there's a, what I'm going to talk about is your soul. <laughs> See, your spirit, I'm, I'm going to talk to you like you're all born again. Your spirit is, is perfect. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. You are a triune being. You understand. You are a spirit. You have a soul, a mind, a will, emotions. All right? You have a personality. You, you, there's the you that we get to know when we get to know you. But I want you to understand, you have an earth suit called a body. All right? That body is vital. It's very important. Because why? One day, if Jesus tarries, every one of us will be absent from it and present with Him because He's Lord. Can you say amen? So, I don't know about you. I want to run the, the long race. I don't want to fall out short. I don't want to die sick. How about you? And I certainly don't want to go out of this world broke. Because why? I believe there's an inheritance that belongs to my grandchildren that has to come from my life. Are you with me? So, the adjustment I want to speak about is go to 3 John. I know you all know these scriptures, but I thought, Lord, help me to help them because so they can allow the Holy Spirit to make the adjustments within them because they're born for greatness. They were born to prosper. They were born to succeed. They were born to take over, take charge, populate heaven, and plunder hell. They were born to reap a harvest of a generation in which they live in. Can you shout amen in this house? So, as I look at 3 John chapter, yeah, there's only one chapter, so it's verse 2. It says, Beloved, say that be me. See, I want you to identify with it. This is a letter to you and me. I wish, that's King James, now understand, that means I, I pray, I desire above everything else, what? That you will prosper, say prosper. See, I'm still a prosperity preacher. Are you with me? I, but prosperity is not to control me. It's for me to control it. Are you with me? In other words, I know who my provider is. And the last I knew, he's not broke. Boy, it's quiet. I said he's not broke. Say, my broke days are over. I don't know who can, you know, and I'm not saying anyone in here is broke, but I want you to know there's an increase available to all of us. But see, what's it for? 
He's, the Bible tells me in the book of Deuteronomy, he gives you and me the power to obtain wealth to establish his covenant. Do you understand me? In other words, the covenant, the, 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 the will and call and purposes of God upon the earth right now need to go forth. This gospel has got to go to all the nations before the end comes. Well, I want to push this because why? I know the generator is the house of prayer. I believe it's the, the intercession, the prayer that goes forth in the house of God. But I also know without the financial assistance that is needed to get the job done, we can't send the missionaries. We can't, we, we can't support those that are out on the front lines. We, in other words, we can't build new churches. We can't get things done without the resources to do it. Well, who's going to do it? Do you think the devil's going to pay for it? Amen. I am in the right church, right? So what I want you to see, it says, above everything else, I want you to prosper, say prosper, and be in... I know no one in here has ever not felt good. (laughs) But maybe there's someone here that has battled infirmity. Maybe there's someone in here that has, has had a fight in their physical being. I, I believe that there's adjustments to be made in our lives, every one of us. Why? Because God wants you healthy. He wants you strong. He wants you to live strong. He wants you to be well able. He wants you to understand that His grace is sufficient for you so that you can run your race, not crawl out to the finish line. Amen? See, divine healing belongs to the body of Christ. I'm all, I'm all for, you know, bring them in. Let's anoint them with oil. Let's pray the prayer of faith. Let's get them healed in the name of Jesus. I'm all for that. But I guarantee you, when I first started in this race, I laid in a hospital, and they didn't give me hope. You understand me? And they told me I better find another profession. I was a, a butcher, but I also was a, a clerk. I owned a grocery store. But what I want you to understand is they told me that job will ruin you, and it's over. You better find another profession. Well, I happened to like what I was doing. Beyond The, the other side of it is I was in debt over my head, and I needed to go to work because nobody else was going to do my job. So they give me no hope, and in the midst of that, I'm laying in the hospital. I'm a baby Christian. I didn't know what you and I, what you know. But I did know that God loved me. I knew I was saved. I knew that there was a purpose on my life. I wasn't quite figuring it out yet. But supernaturally, the Spirit of God spoke to me in that hospital. See, whose report will you believe? See, the report of the Lord came to me, and it come out of Proverbs chapter 4. He said, my son, I didn't know those scriptures were in there. I might have read them, but I, I didn't memorize them. He said, my son, I want you to start attending to my word. I want you to start inclining your ears unto my sayings. For they're going to be life to you and health to all your flesh. How much? All your flesh. In other words, in Proverbs 4, chapter, in verse 20, down through, he says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. They are life unto those that 
find them. In other words, if I'm going to find something, I got to go for it. I got to search for it. I got to dig for it. If I'm looking for gold, then it's going to take some effort on my part to obtain what the, what that belong what what belongs to me. So he said, you know, keep my eyes focused, keep my heart engaged, and then he says, attend unto my words, incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Your heart is the soil of your life. Can you say amen? In other words, your heart is what I am planning as a preacher into your heart. Why? Because faith comes to you by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And your faith has the ability to overcome the world and to succeed in life. Can you shout amen in this house? See, we understand that faith comes to us through understanding the, 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 correctly what the Word of God is saying. But see, if we're, not, if we're not registering with it, we have to make some tweaking. Are you with me? I felt the Lord wanted me to encourage you, and I'm not pointing my finger. I believe we're all included. Are you with me? So don't, don't, don't get into guilt or shame or condemnation if you're not to where you need to be. All right, But we want to get in route. I want to get in route for success for every one of your lives in your in, 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 prosperity-wise, all right, more than enough, being able to be a blessing to the degree that's in your heart. All right, the other side of it is I want you to live long and strong, and if Jesus tarries, I want you to be able to take Psalm 91 and, and understand with long life, He will satisfy you and show you His salvation. I said long life. Not short-lived life. I want you to live long. I want you to live strong. And I want you to accomplish what He has called you to do individually as well as corporately as a fellowship. Can you shout amen? So, I believe that God said, you know, above everything else here, I want you to prosper, be in health. Now, that last phrase says, even as, say even as. My soul prospers. Now, You mean to say that I will only get to the degree of prospering in my life and living in divine health to the proportion that my soul prospers? That's exactly what I'm saying. Does that make sense to you? So somewhere, you and I, being a triune being, spirit, which is born again, has the life and nature of God within it, all right? It, it, your, your spirit's perfect. If you could just step out and we could separate you, spirit, soul, and body, I'd look at your spirit and it's like, wow, man, rip the, yeah, I mean, rip, rip hell apart. It's perfect. I, I want this to sink in. Now, I don't know what condition your bodies are in, and I'm not going there tonight. All right, I'll let the pastors do that. All right, to help you. Okay, I want you to understand that you have control to to use wisdom to stay physically fit the rest of your life, whatever that means to you. You and I have enough sense to know 
that we there's certain things that are available to us educational wise which will help our soul to understand there's things to 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 resist in life any anybody last time I ministered I talked about Snickers bars and somebody gave one well I'm not afraid to pray over that thing, sanctify it in the name of Jesus. But if I happen to eat ten of them, I know tomorrow morning I will probably suffer. Are you with me? In other words, I think we're all wise enough to understand there are things in life that we can overindulge in that could possibly take away from divine healing, could take away from divine strength could take away from us living long and strong. In other words, if I don't take care of the temple, are you with me? In other words, it's my responsibility. God's not going to do it for me. Boy, it's hard to preach some of this stuff sometimes, you know. You mean I have to be responsible? Yep. Can you say amen? So, in other words, I'm responsible to take care of this earth suit because this suit happens to be the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells me that you and I were bought with a price, the price of the blood of Jesus Christ, and He took ownership to your spirit, which is His, and also your body. That's why in Romans chapter 12, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. In other words, allow him to have total ownership of your physical being. But nowhere have I found where it says that your soul belongs to him. I've come to the conclusion that it's your job, it's my job to allow the word of the Lord to make the adjustments within our souls so that our souls can, and what I'm talking about, I'm talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions. I'm talking about that part of you that is at battle with the spirit of you. <laughs> Did you find out that your greatest battle was between your ears yet? Yeah. And there's no exemptions in here, I guarantee you. And you might have some great success in certain areas, but I guarantee you there's still some promises that haven't been fulfilled in every one of our lives. So when I look at this promise, I want you to know I entitled this that this promise still stands. I said it still stands in your life, in my life, in the church. So it is God's will that you and I prosper. What that means to you, I, I'm not here to, 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 to tell you it has to mean this or that. No, what's it mean to you? Okay, I'm here to tell you that you have the ability to tap into the divine healing program of God to live long, live strong, and fulfill your, the, the purposes of God upon your life. Can you agree with me on this? I'm going to go to Job chapter 22. You can turn there. I'm going to quickly go through the, the King James, but I want to read it to you out of the Amplified because it makes so much sense. Job 22, verse 21, says, Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace, whereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. In other words, the word of God. And lay up his words in thy heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up 
Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Now, then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, and the gold of Ophir as the stones of the brook. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. He says here, he says, For then thou shalt have thy delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto Him, and He shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Let me say that one more time. You, he's talking about thou, you, shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. Your mouth is the rudder of your ship. You understand that. The power of life and death is with a, at the tip of your tongue. What are you going to do with it? Uh, he says here, he says, Thou shalt decree a thing, it shall be established unto thee, and the light, light shall shine upon thy ways. When men are cast down, thou shalt say, There is a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. Verse 30, He shall deliver the island of the innocent, and, and it is delivered by the pureness of thy hands. Now, Amplified says this, Acquaint now yourself with Him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to His will. When I was in Colorado visiting Jay and his holy family and the, the, the great church that they pastor, the Lord spoke to me about some things and one of the emphasis was on Son, I've got to have my people enter into the fullness of my will in their lives. Now, there was more to it than that, but that was the nutshell of it. In other words, it's vital that I, as a minister of the gospel, point you to the fullness of the will of God upon your life. One of the scriptures that I stand by, I believe the uh, Apostle Dale had mentioned it here the other night, if you were here, is Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. And that prayer is that the Apostle Paul was praying for the church is that you would be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding in order that you can walk worthy of the Lord and be fully pleasing. And it goes on. And it's a very rich prayer. I encourage you all to be praying that for yourself, for your loved ones, for your family, and for the church. Understanding that that word will not return void. But you got to declare it and you got to decree it. Amen. Can you say amen? Who, I mean, if you're waiting for somebody else to do this for you, you're missing what God wants to do in you. So in other words, I want to see you filled with the knowledge of His will. See, God's people perish for what? A lack of knowledge. Well then, bless God, if I want to live long, I want to live strong, I want to live healthy, and I want to prosper in this life, then bless God, I can't go out stupid. And neither can you. Are you with me? And I'm not saying that you are or that I am. We have the mind of Christ. Can you say amen? So, what I want you to see, he says, Acquaint now yourself with Him, agree with God, and show yourself to be conformed to His will, and be at peace. Now, peace is the umpire of your life. That peace of God that, that, that came when you got born again, that the kingdom of God came within you when you allowed the king to come within you. That kingdom is, is not meat and drink. It's not natural things. It's righteousness, right standing before God. 
Okay, it's peace, peace that passes understanding in the midst of battles, in the midst of storms, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of war, and in the midst of everything that's going on on the planet right now. You can maintain the peace of God. You can be still and know that He is God. You can understand that He is for you, not against you. You can come to a place when everybody else might be confused, but you don't need to be confused because you've got the mind of Christ and you're settled in your spirit that we've already won this battle. Because why? One day it's going to be over and thanks be unto Him who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. And this is always the victory that overcomes the world. It's your faith. Your faith in what? Your faith in what God said. Your faith in the Word of the Lord. Understanding whose report will you believe. You and I are going to stand and believe the report of the Lord. Can you say amen to that? So as I look at this, he says, And be at peace... I like this. By that shall you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. I encourage you, because of time tonight, I'm not going to go too far, but I want you to jump down to verse 30. I'll, I'll read quickly. It says, Receive, I pray thee, the law and the instructions from, my mouth, from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble before him, yourself before Him, He will build you up in a way <clears throat> if you put away unrighteousness far from your tents. And then He goes on in verse 30, you intercessors in this house, He will deliver the one of whom you intercede. He will deliver the one in whom you intercede who is not innocent. How important is it for the church to enter in to greater, deeper, more intense intercession than ever before? So he says here, he says, He will deliver the one in whom you intercede who is not innocent. Yes, He will deliver through the cleanness of your hands. Now, I want to talk about the cleanness of your hands. I want to talk about the, the holiness of your life. I want to talk about your soul coming into contact with the Spirit of God to the degree that you make the adjustments and the tweaks that you need to make according to the renewing of your mind as you yield the truth. Allow Him to do in you what needs to be done so that we can change our thinking. Allow our emotions to come into alignment with His will instead of all out of order because of all the chaos, all the things that are going on in the world. Because why? Your emotions are being attacked and assaulted by fiery darts every day. I can guarantee you that. But understand, you and I have a, have a purpose to walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings, not by emotions. I'm not saying you don't have them. I'm very emotional. But I can't let them control me. Do you understand me? In other words, I, I, I can cry. You, you sit there and tell me some things, and I, next thing you know, you'll see tears coming by my eyes. The other side of it is, I can go over here by Karen, and she can get me laughing. She can get me smiling. Why? Because why? I have emotions. You and I, you, do you understand me? But see, I can't let them get out of control to the place where I am not operating in peace. Because why? Because the world is, is chaotic right now. 
There's things going on that, that will scare people. There's a spirit of fear that has been released upon the nations. And understand, that fear will take people out of the race in which God's called them if they will allow them. Aren't you glad that God did not give you and me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a what? Okay, I'll say a sound mind, but also a sound soul. See, you can prosper according to the prosperity of your soul. In other words, if I want my soul to prosper, I've got to understand it's always the engrafted Word of God which saves it, which delivers it, which sets it free. Let's go, let's uh, look at this. Uh, what time you all done here? All right. So breakfast will be at what time? I love you guys, and I am so proud of this great church, so proud of your pastor and his wife and the leaders here. The, just, I, I am just proud in the Lord. Do you understand me? In, in first, uh, first Thessalonians chapter 5, let me read that to you. This is out of the Amplified as well. And may the God of peace Himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from profane things, make you pure and holy, consecrated to God. And may your spirit and your soul and your body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Verse 24 says, Faithful is He who is calling you to Himself. Say to Himself. Your call, my call, is to Him. In other words, if I don't allow Him to call me to Him, I don't certainly want to ever do anything for you. And you wouldn't want me to. Are you with me? In other words, it's my connection to Him that empowers me to be able to help you. The same way with you with anyone else. So in other words, my intimacy with Him is crucial in order for me to be equipped to be able to give you something that's going to help you to prosper and to be in health as your souls are prospering even right now by the entrance of the Word of God. He says here, he says, Faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy. Aren't you glad about that? And he will also do it, fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. And then verse 25 says, Brethren, pray for us. Yeah, how important is that? Now, go to, go to 1 John chapter 2. Say this with me, if you would, please. Not my will, but yours be done, Lord, in me and through me every day. Now, Here's a question for you. You don't have to give me the answer. I believe that you need to stand before the Lord soon, okay, and, and, and answer that before Him and allow Him to help you. Are you doing the will of God in your life? We won't go there. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, Amplified says, And the world passes away and disappears. And with its forbidden cravings, the passionate desires and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God 
and carries out his purposes in his life abides or remains forever. Say forever. Talking about eternal life here. Okay, I'm talking also is you can't be taken out before you've finished your course. I want you to see, if you're not doing the will of God, let me ask you this question, and this is one that I want you all to answer before the Lord Jesus Christ, because this is critical in this day and this hour for every one of His children. <laughs> if you're not in or doing the, the will of God that you're aware of, if you're not aware of things, that's one thing. But if you are and you're not, then whoa. <laughs> Why not? That's a great question. Well, why ain't I doing what I know I should be doing? You still love me? Uh, this is my commandment that you love one another. Why? So you're joyful, isn't that right? Amen. So, my next one is, what is stopping, possibly, and I'm, I know that's not every one of us, but what is stopping you if you're not, or what has hindered you, or is hindering you even right now, from doing what, I, what pleases the Lord? Have you ever thought about some of these things? I want you to think tonight. I'm talking to your souls tonight. you understand me? I'm talking to your mind. What is stopping you from doing what pleases the Lord? Now, understand what pleases Him. Faith pleases God. If I'm not in faith, <laughs> then I'm in sin. Oh, that's heavy tonight, isn't it? Yeah. But we're growing up as a church. There's great responsibility on all of our shoulders. And I guarantee you the Holy Ghost will help you to mature and to grow. And I believe there's an exceeding great a grace available to those of you that maybe, maybe you've drugged your feet in the past, but God wants you to catch up. Don't, don't kick yourself because maybe you've failed in the past. Understand, this is a new day and a new hour and God can give you the grace to catch up and to take, and He can redeem the time in your life. So basically, if you, if you blew it before, don't. it's over, church. Do you understand me? This is a new day and there's an anointing available to you to grab a hold of and to join in and to partner in with. And as you partner in with that, God will bring you up to speed for the day and hour in which we live in there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are where in Christ Jesus the key is I got to walk in the spirit and not allow my flesh my feelings my emotions my circumstances control me another day I've got to be underneath submission and control to what God said according to faith in his word can you shout amen in this house 1 John, or, or John 14. You know what, go to John 14. This is, this is so good. I'm going to make one statement. I, I will ask you to put these Scriptures in context, but because of time th this evening, I, I, I don't want to keep you here until breakfast. I, you know. 
Maybe I want to, but I won't. All right? I will be sweet. After what Karen said, I thought, man, how am I going to get away with that? So, in, in John 14, oh, I can't take it out of context. Go to ver- verse 15. I'm sorry. Forgive me. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. He'll give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth and the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. And at that day you shall know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Let me read that one more time. At that day, understand that He is in the Father, and you are in, in Him, and He is in you. See, your identity in Christ, and Christ's identity in you. He says, He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let me repeat that. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away, I'll come again unto you. If you love me, you will rejoice, because I said I go to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Verse 29, And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it come to pass, you might believe. Verse 30 is what I want you to see. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh, and hath nothing in me. See, if the devil has handlebars on you, he has it on you and me according in our soul, in our mind, in our will, in our emotions. Your spirit's perfect, my brother and sister. Do you hear me? If you're born again, your spirit is perfect. So how the devil enters our life is by his lies, his accusations, his fear tactics, his deceptive ways. You you know that. We're not ignorant of his his devices. Where does that come? Where do those fiery darts hit? What's it hit? First off, I start thinking about it. Next thing I know, I'm in fear. Or I start thinking about it. Next thing, I'm confused. Or I start thinking about it. And then if I give voice to it, I'm really in trouble. Does this make sense to you tonight? I, I don't want to waste your time. It's the, the, the Bible says here, he says, The prince of this world hath nothing in me. 
Amplified says this, I will not talk with you much more, for the prince, the evil genius, <laughs> the ruler of this world is coming. That's how he addressed the devil. And he has no claim on me. I said, he has no claim on me. Now here, let me give you a scripture out of 1 John. As he is, so are you in this world. Say this with me. I'm going to declare this. I'm going to decree it. The devil has no claim on me. Come on, I want to hear you. See, if you don't take ownership to that, you'll never get into the place where it's a living reality. Because why? What you're doing, you're going to declare a thing, you're going to decree a thing, and it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Can you shout amen? You, my brother and sister, can have what you say when you believe what you're saying. You, you all still believe the word of faith message, right? He says here, he says, He has nothing common with me. <laughs> there is nothing in me that belongs to him. He has no power over me. I'm going to read that one more time because your identity is in Christ, not in yourself. Your identity is in Christ. And the more your soul comes into alignment with your true identity in Christ, you're going to be able to see the victory so that you can prosper and be in health as your souls are prospering because you have the ability to speak to your soul and, and allow it to, to, to come out of the prison house of, of the bondage, of the hurt, of the pain, of the shame, of the, of the, of the fiery darts that the enemy has fired towards you. Why? Because God wants to bring you out of of that place of bondage into a place of freedom so that your spirit can connect with your soul and there's no argument. You yield to it and you can get the spiritual effect because the Word of God will not return void. It will accomplish what He pleases and it will prosper in you and it will prosper in your soul when you allow your soul to allow the Word of God to be engrafted into you so it becomes part of you and your thinking changes, your emotions line up, and your circumstances don't much matter anymore because you got a word from God in Romans chapter 8. If God be for me, it does not matter what's against me. And you might as well say amen to that. Second Corinthians chapter 10. I believe the Apostle on Monday night started with these Scriptures. Verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. How important is it for you and I to have the knowledge of what God says on any given matter in our lives? See, without that, you and I have the ability to perish. Does this make sense to you? I know that's why it's important for people to be in good churches like this one. Where you're not hearing a compromised word. Where you're hearing a whole gospel message. Where you're hearing the dynamics of how you can win and not fail. Where you can understand that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can succeed in your life and you can take over, take charge, take control and not be manipulated and controlled by the opinions of the world, by world circumstances. Because why? You're not from this planet anymore, my brother and sister. You are aliens sent to this planet to take over and to take charge. In other words, you are the ambassadors of the kingdom of God into the earth because you've been born from above and now you got to go and you can rule and reign as kings in this life because God has given you the anointing to do so and you might as well say amen to that. Amen. He says here, he says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity I want to pause. How many? Now, I know they, they dissected from Greek to Hebrew and brought out great definition of the word A-L-L here the other night. Let's go into every. And some of you need to do some word search, go into it and find out, does that really mean every? Well, I think you'll come up with the same solution that I have, that it does. Do you know that could be a full-time job? How many of you, like me, have busy minds? How many of you all have the ability to try to figure out everything that's going on? How many of you like to find, I want to find a solution to that problem? Would you understand me? In other words, I can remember lying in bed as a child and thinking, what a waste of time this sleeping stuff is. You understand me? It's like, this is not good. There's things to do. There's things to think about. There's things to explore. There's life to live. And they make me go to bed. Yeah, I know. I do know. (laughs) Anyhow, it's good to take a nap at night, though. All right? Yeah, amen. Maybe even during the day once in a while, y'all. Yeah, what I want you to see here, I won't go there right now. It says, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, in the, uh, I believe Pastor Sid uses the Holman Christian Standard Bible a lot. It says it this way, I beg you that when I'm present with you, or I will not need to be bold with the confidence by which I plan to challenge certain people who think we are behaving in an unspiritual way. For though we live in the body, we do not wage war in 
an unspiritual way. Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God to the demolish of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking, there it is again, every thought captive to obey Christ. Amplified says, Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasoning and every proud and lawfully thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every, say every, thought and purpose away captive into obedience to Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Now I want to make this statement. When there is a stronghold in your soul or my soul, in the soul of man, a stronghold of thinking that isn't accurate, that isn't right according to the Word of God, you are being blocked from what I believe is the flow of the supernatural miracle power in your spirit that is in agreement with the Word and the Spirit of God to manifest the promise of the Lord to you. I want to read that again. When there is, and we allow it, I'm talking about stinking thinking, <laughs> things that, that, that we have entertained and it's become a stronghold where I can't do that, or it's too late, or it's guilt and shame and condemnation. In other words, the blood is enough, my brother and sister. I said the blood of Jesus Christ is enough. And when He forgives you and me, He remembers it no more as far as the east is from the west. Understanding that God's a good God. I said He's a good God. So, see, some people in the body of Christ haven't got to that, got to that level. It's like they're, they're, they're living life like God's mad at them. He's in love with you. <laughs> I figured that one out. I said, He's in love with you. He's for you. He's not against you. He wants to take you through into places of, of, of the sweetness of victory in every aspect of your life. He wants you to live long and live strong and live fulfilled and fulfill that what He has called and anointed you for in this day and this hour. He doesn't want you to check out early. He doesn't want you to enter into depression or oppression. He does not want you to be sick. Why would He take stripes on His back and say, oh, it's okay if you're sick? It's not okay if you're sick. You understand me? Until you get a hold of this, you're not going to get mad enough to allow the tweaking, the adjustments to take place in your thinking so that your soul can adjust in contact with your spirit and the spirit is already in alignment with the Spirit of God because it's alive unto God and because when you say yes and amen to what He said and your soul comes into a register and say, you know what? I'm done with the battle between my ears. That's the way it is. 
and that's the way it shall be. So in the name of Jesus, I'm coming out of the prison that my soul's been locked up in, in my thinking, in my emotions, in my circumstances, in the opinions of others, in even what the doctor's saying, and I'm going to come into contact and say, what's the Word of the Lord say? Because that's what I agree with, because we're two or three are gathered together in His name, and I want you to know, I got the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and me, and we're in agreement. You understand me? And until you settle that in your life and say, I'm going to agree with what God said above everything else, and when I say, whose report will I believe? I'll believe the report of the Lord. The other ten might not have a good report, but I got a good report because I know God's Word is not going to return unto me void. I know it's going to accomplish that what He pleases, and it's going to prosper in my life. Because why? I've settled it. My brother and sister, I want you to settle some things tonight. I know you're setting on promises. I, you know, maybe one of them is, you know what, I'm not in the degree of business that God's called me. Maybe I'm not in that area in my life. Maybe our marriage isn't what it needs to be. I want you to know you can, you can have what God says. You can have heaven on earth in your lives, in your marriage, in your relationships. You can prosper beyond your wildest dreams. God's not holding any good thing back from any one of us. You can succeed. You can tap into the realm of the Spirit of God when your soul is in agreement with the Spirit and your spirit soars into the heavenly realm of revelation and revelation becomes, becomes so real and tangible to you, you identify with it and you're lifted up above the norm into the place of the supernatural flow of the miracle power of Jesus Christ in your life. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. So when, you're, when there's strongholds in your soul, you're being blocked from the flow of the supernatural miracle power in your spirit that is in agreement with the Word of God and the Spirit of God to manifest His promise To you. Go to James chapter 1. Is it okay if I give you a couple remedies? <laughs> okay. James 1, verse 19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, that's you and me, let every man stop listening talk more than he ever did before and get angry quick that's not what it says is it let every man be swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the what which is able to do what or deliver, rescue, bring it into prosperity. What is the remedy? The Word of God. Now when you, in, when you graft something together, remember my father-in-law, he would plant trees and he loved to mix fruits up. And he'd have a peach and a... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, a tangerine or something. I don't know what he was doing. But I remember he'd go cut, he'd cut the branch off 
And back then he would use burlap and he'd use tar. And he'd, he'd, he'd imagine if I cut your arm off, that'd hurt, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you know the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword and it wants to cut some things out of your thinking? And you might not want to let it go. And that's where your battle is. It could be a religious tradition. Are you okay? So when the Word cuts, let it go. Now, you don't want to be left without that part because casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So if I'm going to cast down the thought, the reasoning, the stinking thinking, then I've got to replace it with what I need to be engrafted into me. And what I need is the truth. Because Jesus said it this way, you and I would know the truth, and the truth would do what to us? Well, if I'm free of the chains that have held my soul captive, that has manipulated my emotions, that has manipulated my thinking, that has gotten me so it's my will and not God's will. In other words, I want it my way. So if my will is selfish and not yielding to the will of God in unselfishness and letting Him live His life through me, then I've got to allow the Word to cut and get that mess out of my life, but I've got to yield to it and say, God, I'm ready for change because I want manifestation of truth in my life. See, until you're ready, you won't ever change. John the Baptist, if he was here instead of me, he would use a different terminology. And I'm trying to be sweet, because I love you. He'd say, repent! Does that make more sense? What's that mean? That means change the way you're thinking. So that you can change your results because you connected your will to your spirit in order in agreement with God the Holy Spirit which is an, always in agreement with God the Word and then you got the ability to succeed according to truth am I making this simple enough for you the engrafted Word of God which is able to save your souls now here's a key but only do it when you want to Oh, no, that's not what it says. It says, but be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I know that I'm probably the, I'll just say this just because I want to, I'm probably the only one that's ever been self-deceived. I hope. 
most of you have sat underneath some great teaching, probably read some amazing books, been in this amazing conferences. Are you doing what you know? Because see, if you're not, I'm going to be honest with you, you're missing out. And the devil don't even have to mess much with you because you're already self-deceived. So in other words, the Word that you have and know, if you're not yielding to it and allowing it to work in your life, you're blinded. (laughs) You're self-deceived. And the Word isn't producing the results in which it's sent to you to do. I'll go back to 3 John 3. And beloved, above everything else, you're to prosper. (laughs) And you're to walk in health. But it'll come in accordance to the way your soul prospers. The way you allow your mind to be renewed according to the Word of God. Not being transformed to this world the way the world thinks, the way others might think. The way maybe, you know, maybe you had a wonderful mom and dad, but maybe some of their theology wasn't according to Scripture and verse. That doesn't mean you don't love them, but you know what? You don't have to swallow everything that comes your way. You're allowed to spit out the stuff that is not good. Some of us have gone through, through uh, churches or ministries that has indoctrinated us to the degree that, you know what, it's far from the truth. Now, that's probably nobody in here, but maybe that somebody will hear this online. Are these things registering with you? The world is waiting on the manifestations of the sons of God, of the mature ones. And until we get this truth and allow Him to tweak, to adjust, and for us to yield to the truth and the degree that we need to, and allow our souls to come into alignment and agreement with what God said above everything else, we're not going to grow up and be the strength that can take and rule and reign to the degree that Jesus Christ has already called us to rule and reign in this planet. But guess what? He saved the best for last. You and I have a responsibility to yield like maybe no other generation has ever yielded before. You and I have the ability to soar above what's going on. You and I have the ability to enter into a level of faith in agreement with our spirit, our soul, in agreement with God the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to see the manifestations of the promises of God come to pass, not only in your life, but in the lives of multitudes of people. Can you say amen to that? I, I will stop here. I, I see that you're done. Uh, verse 27, it says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction. And this last statement, it says, 
and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Do you know the world will contaminate your thinking? Yeah. New Living Translation says, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Living Translation says, Not spoiled and dirtied by the contacts with this world. Message says, Guard against corruption from, God, from the godless world you live in. Paul said it this way. He says, I believe this is one of the keys. Galatians 6.14 But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me. I'm talking about the way the world thinks, the way the world acts, the way the world reacts, the, wor- the way the, the world reasons things which has been bombarding our lives. He says, I'm crucified by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Colossians 3, 1 says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. The Living Bible says, or New Living, it says, And this world is fading away, my brother and sister. Along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. And I'll throw this to you. Put it in your notes if you would please. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unframed love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Obedience to what God is saying to you and you actually doing that in a practical sense, the way He will give you wisdom and the ability to understand it, is your key to bringing your soul into the place of greater prosperity to connect to your spiritual life and also bringing you into a place so that you can live and maintain divine health in this season. I want to pray for you. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank You for this great church and those that are here that are visiting. I thank You, Father, so very much for each man, woman, boy and girl, the households here, the marriages, the businesses, the ministries, the entrepreneurs here, Lord God, that that need to soar above the natural into a place of supernatural creativity and witty ideas. The new things that You have for them. Father, I lift this body of believers up to You. And Father, I declare and decree that the spirit of wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of You will become more tangible in the days that lie ahead. For their souls today have connected with You. Things that they've allowed, I believe that God, that they're going to make a decision and say, no longer will I think that way. No longer will I react that way. And no longer will I listen to the lies of the enemy. Lord, I thank You they are busting out of the bondages of the chains that might have held them back from the potential in which You've called and anointed them for in this season. So I stand against the opponent of their soul tonight over their lives, over the will and call and purposes that You have anointed them for, that You've called them to. So I stand in the name of Jesus Christ and I break the plans of hell. I come against every lie and accusation, every weapon that's been formed against them, every, every demonic assault that has come against them. I come against the, the spirits that have tried to cause sickness and disease, the infirmity that has tried to grip many of them. I break its power today and tonight over their life in the name of Jesus. Lord, in agreement with You, I thank You for an open heaven that will rest before this family of believers. I thank You, Lord, for an outpouring of Your Spirit and a manifestation of truth that will become so real and tangible to them that they will see it with the eye of faith to be able to enter into the place of victory that belongs to them. So, Father, I give You praise right now that every, every weapon that's been formed against them in the past will no longer no longer have an effect upon their life today for we uproot it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we stand together as one and Father, I I declare and decree divine health to be manifested in their lives. I declare and decree that prosperity like a river will flow because wisdom will be given, instruction will come, and they'll know what to do to deal wisely in all the affairs of their life to manage their affairs according to the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Lord, that every ceiling that has tried to hold them down and to keep them down from soaring into the place of the heavenly realm to be able to see, to hear, and to know what You're doing. Lord, I lift that ceiling off of their lives today. That depression that has tried to hold them back. That oppression that has tried to hold them back. So in the name of Jesus, I thank You for a clear perspective of spiritual realities and truth 
truth coming to them that Lord they will rise up and shine in this season like a noonday sun with a place a, a place of victory a platform of victory and to see through the eyes of victory and never defeat for they are your church father and I bless you for them in the name of Jesus after me God you're so good so good to us each and every day your mercies are new you've provided for us through the word and it's up to us to grab hold and to head on to what you've called us to do to be doers of the word not hearers only but doers and everybody in agreement said amen well it's been a real pleasure being with you tonight I just want to encourage you that one way we love God is by loving one another so love on each other before you take off there'll be some finger foods downstairs and fellowship amen God, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Welcome to Church of the Word International here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So happy to see each and every one of you. God bless you. I'd love to encourage our time of worship together in the book of Revelation. Revelation. Unveiling. In chapter 5, it says in verse 9, you are worthy to take the scroll. Of course, we know who that's speaking of, right? And to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests for our God. And we shall reign on the earth. Worthy is a lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. Glory to God. Let's stand together and let's just thank Jesus for all that he did for us, our soon coming King. Amen.
hallelujah to do that's right glory to god <laughs> well father we just never take it for granted this precious time of assembling ourselves together with like-minded believers one heart one spirit one voice honoring you father telling you how much we love you and how grateful we are grateful that you sent your son jesus and that he was willing to come to become a man on the earth and walk and show us how to live and finally to give up his life on the cross that all our sins could be forgiven and a way would be made that we could be your son and your daughters father and come into the family of God and the kingdom of God for all of eternity we have that to look forward to that's our blessed hope and we thank you for that. Every day our hearts are overflowing and grateful as we, we think about that. Life is good here because of you, Jesus. But Father, what you have in store for us, we haven't seen yet. So thank you. Bless you. And Father, we give you this time. Our hearts are open to receive the good word of God. Our hearts are open for the move of the Holy Spirit on our life. And do as you will. We celebrate you tonight. We honor you, magnify you, and say, come and move upon the hearts of your kids. We give you all the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. And one way we love God in this house is by loving one another. So spend a moment to just turn to your left and turn to your right and let everybody know you're glad they're here. Well, praise the Lord. Lots of new friends happened, friendships happened, good relationships formed this whole week of the Armada Landmark. How many of you, by show of hands, was here this week for the Landmark? Look at that. Almost all of you. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Were you blessed? Woo! Wow. I hope you know, I mean, I know I was just upgraded exponentially in the things of the Spirit. And that's where the Lord is leading all of us today. More, more, more into his heart, listening to the voice of the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, being in the right place at the right time, doing the right things with the right people. It's awesome. Praise the Lord. We are really, truly the most blessed people on the face of the earth. Do you believe it? I do too. Well, I'd like to encourage you in the word. I always love to encourage you in the word. 
because God's word is better than any word. And uh, in your tithing, in your giving tonight, and the word of God, I love this part in Philippians, and it's Philippians chapter 4, and it's Paul speaking to the Philippian church, and he says this, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned. I love that. I, for I have learned. Paul learned in whatever state that he was in to be content. Now, there's something about godly contentment that he's, he spoke to Timothy about in 1 Timothy in, um, let's see, chapter 6, verse 1, verse 6. He said, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Get great gain. That's weighty, isn't it? For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Now, I don't know about you, but I read things like this and I just stop. And I go, food and clothing. Food and clothing. Well, what about uh, the Mercedes and the houses? And, and I mean, and the list goes on, right? And especially in America. See, I think about these things. God says you should be content with food and clothing. Pause. That's a pause, isn't it? I'm reading the word. That's not me. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed away from the faith. Boy, that's sobering. And in their greediness have pierced themselves. They pierced themselves. They pierced themselves. Did you see that? The devil didn't make them do it. They pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O oh man and woman of God, Flee from such things and pursue righteousness and godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. He not only tells you not what to do, but he tells you what to do. Now let's go back to Philippians and see Paul again say, I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I just read, read what that meant. I know how to be abased. And I know how to be abound. Wherever and in all things, I have learned. See, when I, when, I, when I read those and hear those words, the first thing I go to is the character of the man. The character of Paul. He learned through the circumstances that he went into to do the next verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, his eyes weren't on the temporal. Mm -mm. His eyes were on Christ who strengthened him when he was full and when he was empty. 
when he didn't have a lot and when he did have a lot. Because a lot of problems with people in, with money is when they have a lot. When they have a lot. Yeah, I just read it to you in, in Timothy. So Paul, the great man of God who wrote much of the New Testament, he learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then he, he brought it all together and said, I do this because it's Christ who strengthens me and helps me. And it is in him whom I trust. Amen. Let's take after Paul and let's just learn this. You know, to be content when things aren't going really good. To be content when things are really going great. That's a place of balance in life where Jesus gets all the glory and all the credit. Amen? Father, I just thank you. Um, I will, before I pray, I'm just going to say, ushers, if you, raise your hand if you need an envelope for your cash giving. And if you uh, want to write a check out, just write it out, CWI, Church of the Word International. And uh, you can pass those buckets if you'd like, ushers. Father, we just thank you that you are teaching us as your children how to have godly contentment. It's a learning process, but we want to learn. We want to thank you and, and, and just trust you in all the affairs of our life and not be outside of the perimeters where we're missing you, but in it, trusting you and learning godly contentment in all the affairs of our life. And we thank you and bless you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, we have a few announcements, but Debbie, are you in the house? Debbie, come on up here. Debbie, girl. Uh, you know, you meet few people in life that really come under the, the title of an excellent woman. And Debbie, you personify that so much. This, let's give her, yep, let's give her the honor due. Debbie, really it is. This whole past week, you just, you, you, I don't know how you do it, Deb, but I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> but you seamlessly make everything well-oiled and just beautifully done. This whole week with all the, the behind-the-scenes, many people don't see what you do behind-the-scenes, um, all the suppers that you orchestrated. I know you had a big team. But nevertheless, it was seamless. It was excellent. And you just have the anointing of God on your life to pull that off. And your function in the body of Christ, Debbie, it is so beautiful. And we are so grateful, aren't we? Amen. Really, truly. You want to say something? I just want to say that it's because of all the people that helped me. <laughs> I knew you would say that. Yeah, it is. I mean, I had ladies who, you know, carried the... The worst thing about, or the hardest thing for me, is dragging all the stuff from home and taking all the stuff back. And we had ladies all week that did that. So, you know, we went shopping one day together. We, 
were bringing things and taking things. And so, you know, the meals went, they did an excellent job. I appreciate that. All the other stuff is just logistics. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and you know, the youth, I have to say this again, the youth were fantastic to help all the things that they did. Amen. So. Well, let's, youth, let's give them a hand. Praise the Thank Lord. You. Well, you're a great leader, and you know how to round the troops up. And really, you know, it's a team effort. Anything that, that we do in this church especially, it's a team effort. We all have our piece of the puzzle, our function in God. And if all of us do our part, it is well-oiled. And everything runs seamlessly. So thank you uh, so much for all your part to play for this great week of Armada Landmark. And I believe it is online, isn't it, Robin? All the teachings, everything about the whole week. So if you weren't able to get here, they are online. So make yourself uh, available to that. It was very good, really good teaching all week. So let me just... Uh, Make sure that you all get a bulletin. Uh, the children's department, of course, uh, need, the kids there need your presence. And some of you are so anointed to walk in and teach the children. And you just have to take a step and just take a step out and do it. And you'll be so blessed that you were a part of the children's ministry. And if you would like to do that, the Lord's speaking to you about it. Kelly Burles is the woman to see on that. Amen. So I saw this, I got to tell you, vulture, vultures, vultures for the summer season for the Lancaster um, uh, barnstormers. You can get tickets for these. See Karen Everhart. Karen, where are you? Katie, are you here? I want some tickets. <laughs> so see Katie if you'd like some. So uh, summer, all the different uh, dates for everything going on. And I just want to invite anybody for 9 o'clock prayer on Wednesday morning here in the, in the church. And all we do is pray in the spirit for an hour. And if there's any words from the Lord, uh, they are freely um, given and it's just a really good time of, of um, corporate prayer. So I invite you to come out. I think you'll be very blessed if you can make it, especially this summer for those of you who aren't working, you know, uh, the many hours that you normally do.